Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Giving you the real from A to Z. <laughs> Surrounding the Dallas Cowboys. News, updates, rumors, transactions, takes, and more. So strap up, Cowboys Nation, and start your day off with A to Z Sports. Live with Will Steele. Three, two, one. Here we go. Here we go. Good morning. Wonderful, beautiful people. Welcome to A to Z Sports Live. Streaming live on YouTube. And of course, I am your host, Will Skywalker Steel. Coming up today, the Cowboys move to 2 and 0 in dominating fashion, grounding those New York Jets. And we got to talk about it. I got Monday morning instant reactions from top to bottom. Plus, in the roundup, we do have some injury news to get to and and a Cowboys first. Make it some make it some history. A little bit of history being made to start this season off, Cowboys Nation. And you should be excited about it. Although I do know on the Twitter sphere around the internets, you know, Cowboy fans can't always be happy. That'll never be a thing. Well, we're always finding something because we've been, I guess, programmed to find something. But the start of this season, you could not ask for a better start if you are a Dallas Cowboy fan, Cowboys Nation. Bomb squad! Unbelievable start, 70 to 10, 60-point differential. It has been dominating. I mean, look, at some point, you're going to run into some adversity. So when you're looking at these games, you got to come away with how did how did the team respond in what little adversity they may have had in that game in regards to week one and week two. And, and then you evaluate. But eventually, you're going to run up into better teams, and, and you want to have something to come back on to be able to say, hey, we can do this, we can do that. But there's not much to really come out of these games with whining and crying about when your boys are up 70 to 10 after two. It's not. We had a lot of people in week one. Some Cowboy fans actually said the Cowboys would go 0-2 against both of these teams. I get Aaron Rodgers is out, so that probably ruled that out. But we had the Cowboys in week one. People doubting them. One in there, handle business. Week two, some of the national media thought for some odd reason this Jets defense was just going to win the game by itself. Wasn't going to happen. Nana. This ain't that. It's a totally different team, man. And you see it in how they operate. You see it. And we're going to talk about that a little bit uh, before we get into our Cowboy Player of the Week presented by Cowboys Custom. But the Cowboys take the victory, our BT furnishing score of the day, 30-10, to 10, Cowboys Nation. Let's get into this roundup. Let's talk about it. If you want to call in, you can. 
888-346-3787 is the call in line. But, you know, when you get a dove like that, you, you know we're pulling up to the cookout. So we've got some mainstays, people that have been at the grown folk table many of times, people that were at the grown folk table last week. They'll be at the grown folk table again. But we got a couple newcomers. We got a couple newcomers. And, and, and one of the guys that I have at the table, I thought about just taking him for the walk, right? I got talk, I thought about just taking him, but I couldn't. I could, we, we need him at the table. We need some advice on some things because he played so damn well in this game. But let's get to the roundup and have a little fun afterwards. It's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. Let me talk to you. Let me talk to you, Cowboys Nation. So, coming out of this game, last week, there weren't many injuries. This week, a couple of little dings in here and there, right? Little, little knickknacks. One of them being Zach Martin, who got his ankle rolled up on at the end of the game, and you could kind of see him kind of frustrated getting up like, come on, dog. Like, but he, he kept staying out there, and then eventually he came out the game. But per Jane, she said a source tells her he's fine. He came out as a precautionary measure after rolling his ankle. It sounds like there's nothing to be too concerned about with, with Zach Martin. This wasn't some non-contact injury. He got his ankle rolled up on. Uh, you're going to see that happen from time to time in the NFL uh, because that's just how it works. That's just how it is. So I'm not too concerned about that just yet. We can keep our eyes on it moving forward throughout the week, but it seems like Zach will be fine. If I was, if I was a Cowboys, this isn't a guy I'm, I'm worried about. This isn't a guy. This isn't a guy that needs to practice on Tuesday, Wednesday or Wednesday, Thursday. Hell, he might not need to practice all week. Let's just go ahead, rest up that ankle, come back out there next week and let's, let's keep it moving. The other guy coming out of the injury report was Chuma Doga. Chuma left the game in the second half with an elbow injury, did not return. He had it wrapped up, and he looked like he was in good spirits. TJ Bass came in in the second quarter. Can't wait to watch the tape, man. Saw some good things just from the broadcast view, but it seemed like he held his own very well. But we'll, we'll dive all into that throughout the week. But uh, Chumway Doga was on Twitter tweeting. He seemed like he was doing well, seemed like he was doing fine. And then Jerry also added, they are not, he is not, you know, tripping essentially, not worried about Chumway Doga and Zach Martin's injury. They're, they're deemed not serious. So some things to keep our eyes on in regards to the offensive line. We are, we are already obviously dealing with injuries. We don't want to have to continue to deal with them every single game, but that's the nature of, of, of the NFL, man. You're going to have guys get dinged up. You just hope it's not season enders or, or situations where they're on IR for, you know, half the season or whatever. So that's your injury report for right now. We'll keep our ears plugged to the ground and see what happens over the next couple of days. So coming away from that game yesterday, the Cowboys made franchise history. For the first time in franchise history, they have zero turnovers to start the season in the first two games. Felt like this needed to be pointed out. Because all offseason, oh my God, all offseason, 
all we kept hearing day in, day out. Interceptions, turnovers, this, that, that. Zero. None. Nada. While taking away the ball seven freaking times. Eight times if you count the, 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 the block kick, correct? Eight. But nonetheless, the Cowboys are absolutely owning the turnover margin. And I think that'll continue because of the nature of this offense, because who is running this offense, not only on the field, but off of it as well. These guys are in sync. And what I mean by these guys, obviously, we're talking about Dak Prescott and we're talking about Mike McCarthy. Understand. This offense has put together or put together, in my opinion, another efficient day at the office doing so against a top ranked defense doing so without Tyler Smith, without Brandon Cooks, with your third left guard. OK, for an entire half. One of the things we wanted this team to do. For years, not even just this year, last year, for years, get out to a faster start. I thought it was a message sent to the team, to the locker room, to the Jets, to the Jets, that the Cowboys won the toss and they decided to elect to receive the ball and drove down 12 plays, 75 yards for a tutty. On a defense that hadn't given up an opening drive touchdown in 15 straight games. On a defense who just made Josh Allen look crazy. Josh Allen got to chill. He turned the ball over four times. The way this offense just moves and operates, it just it just looks and it feels grown, right? It, it just looks and it feels grown. You see it in how Dak is playing point guard. You see it in how the run game is purposeful. You see it in how McCarthy is adapting, in my opinion, within the the game. He's not zeroed in on chasing big plays. We're not zeroed in on chasing big numbers. He's trying to zero in on winning. It's cliche to say complimentary football, but it's real. It's so real. Complimentary football, especially when you have, in my opinion, an elite defense and elite special teams, you don't need a top one or two offense, although there are a lot of things they do that that operate at that level throughout the game sometimes. But they've been efficient. They've taken care of the ball. And this team in general has played complimentary football between its offense, its defense, its special teams, and its coaching. It's grown. We're not auditioning. We're winning. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? We're chasing a win. We're not chasing big numbers. We're not chasing fancy, you know, awards. The only fancy award we want is at the end of the season. And you got to take small steps to get there. And I think this offense did that. And we'll, again, we'll circle back around to this offense in a second. But the Cowboy player of the week for me was nobody on offense, Cowboys Nation. No sir, Rebopsky. Cowboy player of the week presented by Cowboys Customs was none other than Micah Parsons. Again, I say it to you guys all the time. I'm running out of words. I'm running out of words for this guy, man. Michael Parsons, another multi-sack game. That's his 10th of his career. He joins guys like Reggie White, uh, Richard Dent, and among others to have started their career in the first three seasons with 10 or more sacks. The other two guys who are ahead of him at this moment, 
are uh, Sean Merriman and Alden Smith, but he has 15, 15 more games to break or surpass Alden Smith and or Reggie. It all depends. Now you need to get he needs to get about seven more of those this year, which would be unbelievable. But nonetheless, I think he can surpass Alden and Sean Merriman. Those guys are at 12 right now. Micah has 10 with 15 more games to go in regards to multi-sack games. And he's only two years and two games into his career. Unbelievable. He set the tone early, in my opinion. He set the tone early on the very first third down play of the game, which I just happened to watch it from the film view. I got the film in at the very last second before I came on the show. I said, I'm going to look at this play. Oh, it's a beauty. It's a beauty how it's set up. And, and it just goes to show you how having two dominant forces at defense and will help out everybody, including the best defensive player in the league. But we'll we'll break that down another time. But he set the tone early with the, the first third down sack of the game, and then he kept the pressure. He kept the pressure on Zach Wilson, much like he did with Daniel Jones. In week one, he beats the center, abuses the center, forces Daniel Jones to roll out. He throws an interception to Gilly. If you just take that play, Put it over top of Zach Wilson's other interception. It looks almost identical. Michael Parsons abused the center. He has him reaching and, and, and trying to pull and, and catch Michael Parsons. Forces Zach Wilson to roll out. Throws the interception to J. Ron Curse for what was almost a pick six. It's plays like that from Michael Parsons that make him special. Creating for others, right? The impact that he has that's not just the sacks and if you guys go back to the summer Michael Parsons talked about this Micah said not really chasing sacks it's about the impact here's what Michael Parsons had to say about that I'm 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 kind of off the sack wave I'm on I'm on to the impact wave like you see Aaron Donald you can have 12 sacks but the impact he makes is like so dominant like you can tell I'm really just want to be a dominant. The impact he makes. I'm on the impact wave. When Michael Parsons is on the field, just being there alone, he's more impactful than any defensive player in the National Football League. And he might be more impactful than any player. You can call it homerism. You can call it what you want. Right now, Michael Parsons is the most impactful player in the National Football League. Period. When he was out there in week one, he was responsible for five sacks that he didn't make. But he was a part of that because of the attention that he's drawn. You saw what happened last uh, uh, yesterday against the Jets when he's out there chasing around uh, Zach Wilson, forcing him to turn the ball over. When he's out there chasing around Dalvin Cook, stripping the rock. He had two sacks, four quarterback hits, three tackles for loss, a forced fumble, a fumble recovery, almost a tutty. Mike is him, man. He's him. He also said this. Just playing chess, being able to move around, I think that's the special ability that I have that I want to incorporate. He talked about that in that same interview back in June. And if you guys remember, we talked about how Micah, you know, was a bit frustrated in his usage last year. He felt like he could be making a difference moving around as opposed to playing primarily on one part of the defense. He's been moved around. He joked about playing eight different positions. Micah has been moving around that offensive line. He's been used on stunts. He's been rushing from the, from the A and B gaps. He is making that elite 
Canton type impact. And you see it on the field. He ended that interview saying it's going to be a year to remember for sure. It 100% has been a start to remember. Now we're inching closer as Michael likes to say to a specific goal, but it's been an unbelievable start and he helped Dallas Cowboys lift them to a victory. And that is my Cowboy of the Week presented by Cowboys Custom. Cowboy Customs can give your vehicle the lift it needs. They not only do custom suspensions, but also customize your wheels and tires. I love a family-owned and operated business, and Cowboys Customs is family-owned and operated, and it's a place to go for all your vehicle needs. So stop by any of these four locations, Cowboys Customs, Cowboys Auto, located in Arlington and North Richland Hills, Cowboys Wheels and Tires, located in Irving. Stop by and get a free leveling kit with the purchase of wheels and tires, or give them a call at 817-633-461-1817-633-461-1. That is my Cowboys Custom Player of the Week, Michael Pars. Can't be anybody else, right? It's got to be Mike. It's got to be Mike. All right, so I got my player of the week who we all know he's going to be at the table, right? We we understand that Mike is going to be at the grown folk table. He might be at the grown folk table every single week if we're being completely honest. But pull on up. Bring your ice, bring your chips, bring your side, bring whatever you need to. When it's a victory Monday, that means it's cookout time, Cowboys. They leg out. It's only right. It's only right that I start this grown folk table, this cookout, with C.D. Lamb. 13 targets for our guy yesterday. 11 receptions, 143 yards. Hmm. Talk about another guy that is Timothy Duncan. And it wasn't just... The way they use Lamb, because that was beautiful too. We'll break all that down on tape Tuesday. But he were he was making big time plays. Third down coming up in the clutch. Getting the Cowboys out of deep territory. Going up and snagging the rock. Lamb just continues to rise in the ranks. In my opinion, he already was an elite receiver. If anybody's having any questions about it, they should be answered over the last few games over the honestly the last maybe 12 games and I said this yesterday with Jesse I think what you're about to see with CD Lamb and Dak Prescott is a very similar relationship a very similar production output that you saw with Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams yeah I think I think this team is trending towards that between these two guys. And because Mike has this offense that allows you to get him the ball 
in better situations, in better positions. So C.D. Lamb, head of the table on this game here. Micah's there. We just talked about Micah. Micah is Micah, man. He, I think he might be at this table on every game. We'll just have to give him a permanent seat. Pull on up. We just got done talking about what Micah did in that game with his two sacks, three tackles for loss, the forced fumble, the fumble recovery, and the impact he made when he wasn't even making the play. Same could be argued for Osa. Welcome back to the grown folk table. Another sack, another tackle for loss, more impact plays where it may not show on the scoreboard, on the box, box score, box sheet, whatever. But Osa's taking that next step. And if Osa's taking that next step on the interior, my goodness. Teams are going to have problems dealing with this defense more than, and that's without another guy that ain't been here, Donovan Wilson, but that's another discussion for another day. Osa Digizu, I think, has earned his way to the grown folk table once again with another sack that's three to start the season, a bunch of pressures, tackles for loss, and he's got better in the run game. Like, we haven't really talked about that. Osa Digizua has improved in the run game. There were people, some people here on this channel that didn't believe in Osa Digizua in that department. It's too small. I think he's proving some people wrong here. Osa Digizua is taking that next step. Hey, Brandon, I might, I might need your advice on some, some financial things. You know? You can help me out with my credit. Welcome to the Grove Folk Table, Brandon Aubrey. Do we got a kicker? Sure, seems like it. Brandon Aubrey started off the year, missed his very first extra point. And a downpour, I get it, whatever. But since then, he's been nails. He's been nails. He went five for five yesterday, hit a 55-yard bomb, made all his extra points, and I don't think a team has, you know, between these two games, they've returned a kick yet. I don't think they've returned a kick. I don't think they're going to return a kick all year. It was a long time ago where we found out, and we probably knew this just based off who he's bringing in here, but it was essentially confirmed that Bones Fossil is a coordinator who likes his kicker to have a, a huge leg, right? He wants his kicker to have powerful leg. Greg DeLeg Zerline, uh, uh, Maher last year, now Brandon Aubrey. Aubrey seems to have finally connected from having a power leg with accuracy. And that that is what turns you into a weapon. Now, are we there yet? Probably not. We probably got to see him make a 60-yarder like, like Maher was doing. But right now, in my opinion, I, I'm not really looking for Brandon Aubrey to, to hit 60, 62-yard field goals. I just need you to make the ones that we need you to make. Like yesterday. Perfect example was yesterday. Yesterday, the Cowboys start off in the red zone two for three, get out to a nice little lead, and they don't get risky down there again. And it kind of struck out per se. Now, they did have a, a, a rushing touchdown call back uh, so, to a holding, which whatever. They called a holding on Tyron Smith. But those are the ones you need to make. When we elect to say, look, man, we're not about to force this issue here. We're good to go. Go out there and get us these points. I need you to make those. The 60-yarders are cool, but there's going to be way more 38-yarders, 42-yarders, 
45 yarders and there will be 55 and 60. And he did that for the Cowboys yesterday. So you deserve your seat at the grown folk table today, Brandon Aubrey. And then finally, Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott went into this game against, in my opinion, one of the top passing defenses in the league, one of the top ranked defenses, period. Point blank. One out there and was efficient. 31 for 38, 255, two touchdowns. And he just looked, again, we talked about this offense looking grown. He just looks like he's taking another step, which is in his eighth year. Some people will say he is who he is. I don't believe that because I do believe coaching matters. I believe coaching matters. And you see him have a control of this offense that you, you might have not seen in years past because he's not out there having to think so damn much. Everybody is where they need to be. And now it's just up to Dak, who is one of the best uh, quarterbacks pre-snap, figuring out where to go with the ball after, as opposed to post-snap, what are you going to do? I don't have to think about what you're going to do anymore. It's one, two, three. If it's not there, get back into my hitch. Over here, boom, drop it down for a quick dump off, drop it down for a slant, or take a deep shot. We're no longer chasing big plays. We're no longer chasing points. We're manufacturing them within the offense. And Dak was a field general out there. He was the point guard out there. 31 for 38 against that defense is nothing to scoff at. Nothing to scoff at. This was a defense that can pass rush. This was a defense that can cover. This is a defense that could tackle. And they did show that. You know, I know I know the Cowboys put up 30 points. And I know Dak was super efficient. But you saw kind of the prowess of the Jets' defense come into play from time to time with their tackling. They, they figured it out in the red zone and tightened up down there. You still saw how good this, this defense can be. It's just that this offense was better when it needed to be. And obviously the Cowboys' defense is just like that. But this is why when I talk about Mike McCarthy, been, he's been here before. He's played top-ranked defenses a number of times in his career. He's played top-ranked pass defenses a number of times in his career, and you see these type of outputs before. He knows how to attack all this. He's seen it. It's not like Dak hasn't seen it either. Now he just has somebody that is accompanying his experience and his talents. So Dak Prescott also at the grown folk table in the cookout. So there you have it. C.D. Lamb, Michael Parsons, Osa, Brandon Aubrey, and Dak are my guys at the Grown Folk Table. Honorable mentions, those who are coming on the walk. And if you don't know about the walk, Cowboys Nation, just ask one of your friends here in the chat. Look to the left, look to your right. What do Sky mean by the walk? Can't quite tell you that right here, but just know. Going for the walk. Let's bring these young bucks over for the walk, man. Deuce Vaughn. Luke Schoolmaker. Jalen Brooks. Come on, come on through for this walk real quick. Deuce Vaughn had two explosive plays in this game, or splash plays, whatever you want to call it. One was a reception. One was a run. Both went over uh, uh, 12 or 13 yards in this game and counted for two first downs. You might look at Jalen Tobert's stat sheet and you say, well, Sky, it was only 18 yards. Fair, fair enough. However, I believe there was two first down catches there. Um, this was his first 
Real action, I think, getting called up to, to be a part of the offense. Three receptions, four targets, 18 yards. Nothing to, like, celebrate about. But, look, he he went out there, and he improved over what he did last year. <laughs> let's, just be, let's just be real, all right? It's a good step for what could potentially be more if he is needed. And then... I know it was only one reception for one yard and a touchdown, but Luke Schoolmaker, when you get your first touchdown of your career, uh, and he's done some good things in the blocking department, got to bring him on a walk too. You know, I thought Luke Schoolmaker should have been tight end too coming into this thing, and it didn't happen. I still think that's the case. I'm still advocating and pushing for him to kind of get more involved than uh, Peyton Hendershot. Although we ran a bunch of 13 personnel, so you're going to use all, all three of these guys anyway. Uh, but Luke Schoolmaker... Deuce Vaughn offensively and Jalen Tober, some young guys I want to bring to the walk. Give them, give them a little talk. Let them know how they can get to the grown folk table. And I'm pretty sure at some point we will see one of those gentlemen at the grown folk table, Cowboys. We'll see it. We'll see it. All right. We, of course, as expected, have a lot of callers on the line. So. We're going to lock them up. Gave y'all a good, a good healthy amount to get up in here. And want to wrap to y'all. Now, I know it was a 469 that was in here first. Let me, there you go, 469. We had a 469 caller that was in here. Let's hear what they have to say to open up the phone lines. Let's go, 469. Good morning, Sky. This is Princess. This is your sister from another mother. Oh, this is Princess. Let me let me save you here, Princess. Yeah. You you starting to call in now? Okay, what's up, Miss Princess? I tell you, I'm on one today. But first of all, I want to give a shout out to the tight ends. They did a real good yeah. job yesterday. I'm very 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 proud of the tight ends. Uh, also about the field goal kicker. You know, I've been on his ass uh, a lot, so Man. he did a real good job yesterday. My only little nitpick thing is that those touch those field goals we gotta turn those into touchdowns, especially sure. when we're in the red zone. So yeah, so pretty good job on that. Um, the next little thing, I'm I'm starting to feel a little something about that Gallup contract because he ain't showed up. Is he wearing a Halloween mask already? What's going on? So, His brother ain't showed up. Ain't seen him. I don't know what's going on with him. So kind of tell me what's going on with Gallup and also Doris Armstrong. Where has he been? I haven't slow, seen slow, him. Slow, let's take it one one at a time. I know y'all like to get take it one at a time. Uh, so what was the first thing? Red zone, right? Red zone. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. If there was one thing to come out of this game, it's that to me. And I said this before I said it in the 40 to nothing victory. When you win like this, when you're dominating, the mark of a great team, a great competitor is not being satisfied enough. Where can I get better at? And context matters. Circumstance matters. You could argue all that. But just to keep it easy peasy, you can go and say, we want to be better than two for six in the red zone. Let's be better than that. So yeah, I'm with you. I think that's something they can come out and be better at. That's something I have 100% confidence in. They will be. The Cowboys have been a notoriously good red zone team of late with Mike McCarthy as head coach. And Mike has been a great red zone coordinator. Michael Gallup, one reception, three yards on two targets. We had a joke on, on Vacha's show. How long? How many how many weeks until we say, okay, kind of kind of over the Michael Gallup? I hate to you say experiment, but let's see Jalen Tolbert, right? Um, yesterday, yeah, okay, yeah, it was. I think we were joking around like by the San Francisco game. If we don't see anything by the San Francisco game, et cetera, et cetera. 
yesterday was an opportunity per se for Michael Gallup to step up to to say, hey, look, I'm here. You don't got to worry about not having Brandon Cooks. Same thing for all these other receivers. Didn't necessarily need any of them because obviously C.D. Lamb went berserk. But you still want to be able to see something, especially because they elected to give Michael Gallup that contract over Amari Cooper, but that's neither here nor there. A lot of us aren't happy with that, but it is what it is. So what's going on with him? I don't think nothing is going on with him. I just think he's a just a cog in this machine. The problem is you're paying him to be more than that. So when he doesn't produce, we're looking at you sideways. Like, hey, dog, we, we, we're paying you a healthy you know, wide receiver two contract. Where are you in regards to production? And that's where the I think right. the gripe is at. Because if you're not going to produce at that level or at least at, at half that level, then we're going to look at you sideways. And, you know, I think it's fair from a production standpoint. So, yeah, Michael Gallup, you know, Cowboys Nation looking at you, bro. And now your third one was who? Doris Armstrong. Where was he at? He had two sacks last game. Did he? Yeah. I missed that. Uh, he, had two, he had two sacks in the oh, first game. I was about to count his ass. Huh? I was about to get on his butt because I hadn't seen him. I was like, where's Lawrence Armstrong at? And I know we've been talking about, uh, you know, he was kind of, I don't know if he's in the doghouse or just not being productive or what was going on with him. I just know we hadn't kind of heard his name a lot in comparison to last season. So she had two, he had two sacks. In, yeah, yeah, two sacks in, in, week, in week one. I think what's going to happen with this defense and possibly with the offense because we're, we have so many different types of weapons is you're, you're not going to have the same guy, unless your name is Michael Parsons or CeeDee Lamb, probably go off every single game, right? Like you're, you're going to have different – definitely on that pass rush. Boy, it's, you know, Michael Parsons, Osa Digizua, Dorrance Armstrong, Demarcus the, the, the Lawrence, Sam Williams, Dante Fowler. I feel like each one of those guys are going to have their game or two throughout the season. So he didn't have – I mean, I, didn't, I don't see the tape, but he didn't have the, the, the two-sack performance or the, the dominant performance per se week two, but week one he, he showed up, showed out, and uh, I'm pretty sure he'll, he'll continue to, to have a solid season. I'm not, I'm not really worried about Dorrance. Not, not week two, no. Okay, gotcha. And one last thing. Can you explain to me, Scott, because I'm a little bit confused, the difference between passer rating versus passer percentage. Is there a difference, or am I talking about the same thing? Completion. Per, yeah, completion percentage is completion, the – I think completion percentage or something. Yeah, completion percentage is, is the percent of passes that were completed on, with the attempts. Where passer rating, it is like a bajillion things factored into that. Yards, attempts, uh, touchdowns, interceptions – uh, passer rating is a, is a is an older way of looking at things. There's more. There's so many different analytics. Even QBR, I think, accounts more than passer rating does. And even QBR has its quirks too. But yeah, that's the, the passer rating is passer rating. That's that counts like 17 different things. Where completion percentage is just the amount of passes you completed per attempt. Okay. All right. Thank you so much, Scott. Yeah. And I'll also one one more thing too. Does uh. Does uh, Big Mike, does he script his first plays, or does he just kind of go with the flow? Do you oh, know that? Oh, he 100% script. I mean, almost all all coordinators and, co- and coaches script the first 15, for sure. The first 15. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you, my brother. Yeah. Good job, as always. I'll continue to listen, continue to support, and you have a blessed, awesome day. Thank, thank you so you. much for taking my call. Thank you, Miss Princess. Man, fantastic stuff to open up the phone calls. Uh, that I'm glad she brought up the first 15. The first 15... I'm big on that. I'm a I'm a huge advocate on 
that's setting up the rest of the day in a way, right? You know, getting this defense on its heels. And the Cowboys did a great job of that opening opening drive. Actually, the first two opening drives, you know, week one, week two, that first 15 has been sharp. It's been sharp. And I, I think it'll remain sharp because, again, Mike McCarthy is not some fool that a lot of people thought he was coming into this. I, I used to have this saying saying, I think we got Mike McCarthy up. Because we're leaning on what happened in 2018 as if this is the same him or same team. It's not. It's not. And the West Coast offense, definitely the modern version of it, if you tweak it right, man, you could come out with, with so many things to put the opposing off defense on its heels to make them think throughout the rest of that game. And that's what happened. Now, here's the beauty. Here's the beauty of Mike. The second possession, I think he got He started filling himself a little bit. And we wanted to switch up the tempo. So, boom, we come out. We're bang, 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 bang. We're on the ball. Ready? On the ball. Ready? On the ball. Ready? We go three and out. All right. Maybe I was going too fast here. Maybe I was doing too much here. Let me calm it down. Then you see the next possession. The Cowboys put together more than a a three-play type of drive. So, it's a guy that's been around the block, man. It's a guy that's been here before. He's not going to pound his head into a brick wall just because. It's not going to do it. He's going to to play complimentary football, and he's going to play to his team's strengths. What was his team's strength yesterday? Let's get the ball to C.D. Lamb. Let's let Dak Prescott pick apart this defense in regards to being efficient. It might not be 350 yards, right? But let's say just make the right smart decisions. Take profit. Take what the defense gives you. We'll get down to scoring position. Let's just score some points. I said yesterday on the pregame show, it takes 17. 17 points. If the Cowboys offense scored 17 points, this game's over. The first three or first three scoring drives. Touchdown, field goal, touchdown. Not first three drives, first three scoring drives. 17. Now they got 18 because they went for two. But they got 18 points. That was it. I know it was 18, 10, and people, oh man. That's a wrap. We were moving the ball with ease. They couldn't do nothing on the other side. They got a little fluky touchdown. I give it to them. I'll clap it up. They got a little touchdown on. It, it happens. Players F up. But that was a wrap. And I think you saw them operate like that. Like, hey, man, let's just get these points. But the beautiful thing when you come out of a 30 to 10 stomping is that you can say, all right, where can I be better? Not just individually but collectively as coaches and as players where can I be better and there's going to be some teach tape out there for sure I'm just going to start from the the bottom here and work my way up Skip Marcus on the horn what's good man yo yo what's good Scott what's good victory Monday baby victory Monday (laughs) yes sir yes sir I love it. I love it, man. How you doing this morning? I'm good, man. Just trying to tell you, you're clipping on me, brother. You're clipping. There we go. All right, go ahead. Oh, oh, you got me. I'm sorry. It might oh. be me, man. It, 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 it's the you. excitement. I get it. I, I, I look. I get it. It's the excitement. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, uh, I don't want to. I don't want to pat myself on the back, but I'm gonna pat myself on the back. The game wasn't like I thought it was gonna go. Uh, uh, but the, the thing I think we all need to. We all can. The funny thing is, one thing we can nitpick about the, the offense should have done this, particularly in the red zone, and those are fair, you know, assessments, criticisms, critiques, whatever. Sure. But I, I go back to something that uh, Mike McCarthy 
and Brian Schottenheimer and Dak Prescott, all three of those guys had said repeatedly early on in the season that what they're doing offensively is they're building. And they're building to what they're going to be as an offense. We can't overlook the fact, and people are going to do it. They're going to say everything, well, the Jets aren't that good and great a defense, you know, and oh, they're going to downplay what and the you And you tell, them, to you tell them to go yeah. on somewhere. That That is a top defense in the league. Yeah. You know, I I agree. Of course it is. Of course it is. That 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 defense at all three levels is stout. That's good. And as I said, really when I, as I said, the Cowboys weren't going to walk over them. All right. And the game went exactly the way I I envisioned it going. The Cowboys were going to have to wear the defense down, and I and I felt like that because I had to remind myself who was the offensive coordinator over there for for the Jets. And that's Nathaniel Hackett. He's been chasing around Aaron Rodgers the last couple of years. So he started to get exposed to one of these guys that kind of wants to do things a certain way. He wasn't going to do what he needed to do, which was run the football club. And, <laughs> and all the Cowboys needed to do was get ahead of the Jets. If they played good football offensively, the game was going to be over. You know, even if they didn't score a lot of points, I felt like if the Cowboys kept the offense on the field, and they did that for the majority of the first half, if they played more offensive football than the, than the Jets did, they were going to win the game. Because eventually they're just going to get tired. You're going to start to see big plays. And, and that's we're what going, they did. Going to force. Cowboys controlled the yeah, ball for exactly. 42 minutes, and the Jets only had it for like 17 or something like that. So, you know, there, there yeah. was a there's a clear there's a clear understanding of what this team wants to do within the game. And, and if you allow yourself to see it, you mm-hmm. can see it. You know, it's not yeah, hard to understand it. what we're doing here, especially with this defense, especially knowing your opponent. Yeah, exactly. You got to respect your opponent. That's part of respecting your opponent is, is again, going right down the field. I don't care if that's scripted or not, and it was. Going right down the field against that Jets defense, that's a top-tier defense. I don't yeah. care what nobody said. They walked that dog down the field, and they put that in the end zone right out of the gate. And that told me two things. They're not as good offensively as they're going to be. And two, if they get a lead, we're never going to see another Jacksonville game like last year. <laughs> no. We're never going to see a Green Bay game. We're no. not going to see it again. If, if Because they have got the chops on offense. If they get a lead on you with that defense, the defense is going to get all the glory and shine, and they should because they've been consistent for three years. And the offense is still, in a lot of ways, an unknown. But if we get a lead because we're going to be able to score, we're going to, you moving the football like that, they're going to beat a lot of people's heads in, San Francisco included. So I'm just enjoying it right now. It's one game at a time. One game and at a time. They just ain't, whatever. One game at a time. But, hey, look, the, the Cowboys are being coached for the first time since, you know, I don't want to say when. But they have a head coach over there. They've had a defense. In closing, in closing. Now. they got a head coach now. Yeah. And in closing, they're just going to beat a lot of people's heads in. So just get used to it, the Cowboys. Remember, they're building. Offensively, they're building. Mm-hmm. So that's all I got, Scott. Thanks a lot, man. Very good Thanks point. Appreciate you, Marcus. Yeah, this is this is game two. And and let's be real. If, if, if we really want to talk about it, this is really game one. This is game one of the Cowboys offense being able to get in the flow of things. Last week, they couldn't do much in, in regards to running the offense how they want to, you know, torrential downpour going on. You're already up 23, nothing after the first quarter, whatever it was. Um, and, and admittedly from Mike McCarthy, admittedly, yeah, we, of course, we're not running our whole playbook out there. 
right? So now we're working within the game plan that we have now. We're adapting to our situation where this was the first game to be able to go and, and not a not the greatest first game to go up, you know, great or not the, the, the worst defense to go up against. It's a tough defense. It's a tough defense to go up against and try to get your, your offense in the flow. And they did. They did. So am I am I concerned about, you know, after starting two for three in the red zone, essentially going 0 for three after that? No. Mm-mm. They're gonna need they're gonna need more for, than than that for me to get concerned in the red zone, especially when historically Mike McCarthy is one of the best. But I I get where coming out of games like this, we're looking for something. But I thought there was a level of again, Twitter is Twitter. It's not real, but whatever. There was a level of kind of a little bit of outrage or, or concern or anger or this, and I'm just like, what are we what are we watching? Where you where you go up against a top five defense like this, top three, I think it's one of the top three defensively, like this. You move the ball very well. You score 30 points. You score multiple touchdowns. You do do something to that defense that hadn't been done, really. They allowed one 30-point game last year. One. They haven't allowed a opening drive touchdown in 15 games. This is a good defense. It was one of the top five red zone defenses in the league. They tightened up. You probably tightened up too. Funny thing is, you you score on the Tony Pollard thing. We're probably not having this conversation that much. You hit, who was it? Uh, Jake Ferguson. Probably not having this conversation. There was also uh, CeeDee Lamb wide open. I don't think they were as, as bad as everybody is making it out to be. And I'm just sitting here astonished. Like, wow. I mean, okay. You know, if, if, if we're going to come away from this game, and we're going to be overly concerned about that. I think that's a great thing. <laughs> I think that's a great thing because when you really zero in on it, it, it really, it really ain't that serious, in my opinion. But I digress. Drummer Cam, what's up? Hey, what's up, Sky? How about them Cowboys? Yes, sir. Man, uh, real quick. So the coming out in the opening drive, I mean, I'm electing to take the ball. I'm going to go down, I'm going to score a touchdown, and then have the understanding that you're going to get the ball in the second half. I'm going to go for two points. So when you're down by two scores, even if you get the field goal and you score the touchdown, you're still going to be one point behind my offense. Man, this is, this is a man who understands football in the grand scheme of things. Mm-hmm. You're up by two, then three, then four scores. You're running the ball down the end zone. You're playing conservative. You're making sure the momentum does not swing. You don't give that defense a chance to actually give their offense some hope. Defense makes points matter. Man, I'm not concerned about this end zone bullshit. Like, <laughs> shut up. It was conservative play calling on purpose because we were winning the time of possession game, and Kellen Moore would never. Mm. He would never. We'd probably be in a situation just like we were last year against Green Bay or the Jaguars game where we're fighting for life. Trust me, if we needed that touchdown, we would have got a touchdown. But we were playing conservative. We were playing conservative. But we didn't need it. Chew up the clock. Love it. Love Mike McCarthy. He deserves a, a spot at the grown folk table, in my opinion, if he didn't already have one. That he, shit he was had the grill, unbelievable. Bro. He had the grill. Nice. Nice. I missed it, but I missed that section because I had to doing doing some things for the lights on our van. But, uh, dude, this I love it. That's all I got to say, man. Yeah. Keep doing you. You guys are awesome. Uh, I'll keep listening and Thanks, definitely Jim. checking out the rest of the week. Can't looking forward to it. 
Appreciate you, Jump King. Yeah, for the for the second consecutive week, man, I, I I just love the way this offense flows and it looks. Ah, I'm just so excited to, to break down the film again. And I think you can be even more excited because of the defense you were playing. This was kind of a litmus test going into, you know, and we'll get there. I know we cannot skip over multiple games because look, Bill is Bill's a different animal, so we'll we'll, we'll get to Bill at some point, but but it's really in our conference that team in San Francisco that that we need to be able to do this against, right? We need to be able to be efficient against and protect the ball uh, against. So, yeah, I I, I think just another encouraging start. And really, again, let's add context, right? Context matters. I've kind of went away, not went away, but I haven't said it as much because for some odd reason, people don't care about context. This is the first real game that the Cowboys were able to try to put something together offensively that didn't involve a bunch of rain, right? You really couldn't do anything there. Not only the first real game to do it, the first real game without your starting left guard, a third string left guard that was in there for the second half without your number two wide receiver, who in a game like this I thought would have been a bit more important because you 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 move him around. You do more move around things with him. What I mean by that is, the reason why CeeDee Lamb was able to do CeeDee Lamb things is because they got him the ball in unique ways. Let's just be honest. You, you can't get Michael Gallup the ball in any unique way. He's going to he's gonna run a normal route tree. Jalen Tobert, we haven't seen him used in that way just quite yet. He's kind of your standard, you know, Z-wide receiver who's going to play. And we talked about Jalen Tobert, Turpin could be, you know, guys that could be important here. They didn't need to be because we were able to get C.D. Lamb involved heavily in unique ways. I think Brandon Cooks would have been that guy too. I think you'd have been able to do some motion things with Cooks, stretch the defense with Cooks, give him the ball quickly on screens, let him work, you know, through the traffic. You would have been able to do a lot of those things you saw with Lamb with Cooks. He wasn't available, right? So, look, man, encouraging start. Won't get me out here looking, looking at this offense sideways in no way, shape, or form, man. Keep it moving. We got James. What's good, James? Hey, what's going on, Will? What's up with you? Hey, not much, my friend, but I'll tell you this much. Remember last week, didn't I say something about the score might be 21 to t- uh, 28 to 10 or 28 to 14? Hey, not I was sure. pretty close. Yeah, yeah I'm not but sure. I'll but, tell you what, yeah. I'm just going to – Yeah, I think that's what I said. But either way, though, it was, it was a dominating win. Uh, Mike McCarthy did something I haven't seen, uh, you know, being a Cowboy fan since 1980 in a long time. As Vach said uh, yesterday, it was, I'll take the ground and pound, run the ball, grind some clock, get some points. I mean, yeah. you know, that that's the way it goes. And I give, I give definitely Mike McCarthy some credit. I didn't think I'd say that, but I'm going to do that. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to drop two, two uh, three pieces of facts on you that I saw yesterday. And right. everybody want to say the Niners got a good defense. So do we. Since last year, we have scored. A hundred and think it was 130 points off our defensive turnovers from last year to date, and that was that came across the screen. Here's another one I've seen too. Where the third uh, only two other teams have scored 70 points and allowed 10 points or fewer in their first two games uh, of the season since 1970, since they kept the stat. Those were the 70 Detroit Lions and the 2019 New England Patriots. Niners ain't on that list. We are. We got the best defense. Exactly. And then one, yeah, and then one more I've seen this morning. This one's a good one, too. Um, 
fewest points allowed with 10 sacks and five interceptions through two games since 1963. The Pittsburgh Steelers did it in 79. They had, um, I think it's uh, see, uh, 20 points or fewer. In 1967, the Rams had 16 points or fewer. And this year, I'd be damned, man, 10 points or fewer for the Dallas Cowboys. People need to Ooh, stop yes, or realize, man, this defensive unit ain't a fluke. Dan Quinn's got them playing out their mind. If, any, if anybody you know, thinks that they're not, <laughs> you know, like that. They're crazy. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you, man. This is the best yeah, defense in the league to me. Yeah. Because as I keep saying it all year and, until proven otherwise, it's the mm-hmm. best defense in the league to me because the talent is matching the scheme, which matches the coaching. I, I think from top exactly. to bottom, there may be only, again, two other squads where it's like that. And and the X factor is depth. <clears throat> Bro, We've we're doing right. this. That's what and, I was just getting ready to say, too. Yep. The depth of this defense guy is like this because you know how – you um, look at a team that you're going to play, oh, we're playing the Niners this week. So you can develop some sort of a game plan and a scheme on offense of who you need to stop and how you need to move. But with the Cowboys, you can't do that because here's the reason. You have too many dogs. You have too many people that can beat you like Micah Parsons. You can try to game plan Micah Parsons, but you can't because he's all over the feet. He's all over the, the, the line. And then if he don't beat you, Somebody else is going to beat you. The D Laws, the Osadiggy Zuas, and all that. You can't just game plan for Micah Parsons 100%. because we got somebody else step right up in there to take you out. One hundred percent. Hey James, I appreciate the call, and I want to kind of talk about that. For, hey, yes for sir. One more second. I appreciate you, Will. Yes sir. sir. Right. Hey, th- th- that play where Micah was shot out of a cannon, the first sack. I'm going to keep coming back to that sack uh, because it shows exactly what he's saying. There's so many different people you have to deal with. It's just a fantastic look, just a madman, and this is a, this is a true mad scientist in Dan Quinn drawing that look up where it was um, not necessarily end game. This was just kind of our our our, our rush package, right? Where we have Osa Digizua, I think Dorrance, uh, similar kind of end game, Dorrance, Micah, and D Law, and then you've got J Ron Curson, you've got uh, I think it was LVE Muggin. At the line of scrimmage, right? Sugaring the A, B gaps and and giving that offense line something to think about. At the snap, boom. They both fire back, drop into the hot zones. Uh, I believe it was Dorrance Armstrong, or I'm sorry, D-Law takes the outside shoulder, right? He, he fires upfield. And what that does to the right guard, the right guard is worried about curse. He's worried about LVE. Those guys drop back. So now the right guard's looking for work. Well, when you're looking for work, he wasn't thinking about the loop from Michael Parsons. So he goes and says, hey, Makai Becton on D-Law one-on-one. I need to go help. So D-Law kind of plays that muddle rush where he gets upfield and he says, ah, I'm containing. And that pulls the right guard over and creates this Moses-like lane for Michael Parsons to just be fired out of a cannon and just whoo, takes down Zach Wilson. And again, that probably doesn't happen if you have – just some Joe Schmo on the right side that you can say, hey, Makai Becton got this. Let me look for some work over here. No, you 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 have to open up that lane because you're worried about D-Law on the other side. So just too many dudes to throw at you. And then we got the dude of all dudes, the king of kings, Micah Parsons, the best goddamn defensive player in the National Football League. Let me get my good brother set it off, Chris. Back on the horn. This has been a busy man with his success of his young buck, man. I want to salute you as a parent, bro. Uh, it's actually, we don't like you 304. 
Oh, this ain't set it off, Chris? Nah, nah. My bad, nah. bro. I still want to salute you. I don't know if you got kids, but salute to you so we don't wipe them three or four. Uh, not that I what know. Chris? <laughs> no, just, What's man. up, bro? How you doing, bro? Long time no talk. Yeah, yeah. How you feeling? Hey, man, I just got a life-changing reason to work this past weekend. The Cowboys are, are killing it right now. I got off. I can't complain about anything, man. Oh, man, no, no complaints, then. No complaints. What's on your mind? Uh, one thing that I love from this team is that this might be the most talented roster in football from top to bottom. And they are coached by maybe the most experienced coaching staff in football. And that's something that the Cowboys haven't had in mm. forever. And, and like, when you see the way they played this game, grown-ups called this game. <laughs> he ain't said nothing. On off, on, no, on it, it ain't offense, you. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, I got you. On offense, like, you watch the tape of the Jets. Like the fans that are complaining about the game plan <laughs> did not watch tape on the Jets. The the way to beat yeah. this team was exactly how the Cowboys played. Take what the defense gives you, mm -hmm. do it to death, play good, uh, uh, play mistake free football, and rely on your defense. Like that's how you were going to beat them, and that's how they beat them. And and, and they put an ass whooping on them, and that's without Brandon Cooks and Tyler Smith. Right. Right, and, and and like we said, when we you know during the season during the prep, I thought Brandon Cooks would have been, you know, a, a big deal to have in this game. Did didn't need him necessarily. They were able to game plan around that. But yeah, you know, you know he'll he'll be back. This isn't a multi week injury. I love that we had the confidence to be able to sit him and still go out there and put up thirty points on one of the best defenses in the league. Yeah, definitely great performance, no doubt. Hey, I I know you got a lot of calls, bro. I'll talk to you later. So appreciate you, Chris. Not set it off. We don't wipe them 304s. <laughs> hey, who said that? Yo, you wild, man. Somebody said, he ain't said nothing. <laughs> nah, I'm just Chris. I got you, bro. Oh, let's keep it moving, man. Let's get BJ. Shouts out to my guy, BJ. Let me hold a dollar from UPS. What up? What's going on, Scott? How you doing, man? Man, I'm good. 2-0. You know, we, we crushing these opponents and these morning shows are are great when you can come in and you're doing that. What's up with you? Man, I'm just out here delivering these packages, man. One package at a time. One pack, hey, hey, man. One package at a time, one game at a time. What's up? Look, I called in your show two times, man, and I haven't brought up my one player. The person I had brought up was Mike McCarthy, and I've been saying this the last two calls, man. He's going to be the reason why we're going to go 20 games this year. I, I really believe that. Just seeing that against that defense, I don't think Kellen would have. I, I don't. I know Kellen wouldn't have called a game like that. No, just it was the perfect game to call against that defense, man. So I'm yeah. just calling to give Mike some more flowers, and one more person I want to give some flowers to, man. Trayvon Diggs. I don't. I don't know if people realize. I believe Stephon Gilmore has been the most targeted player on our defense, and I don't think that has been the case on the team he's been on since he's been in the league. They've been, they they have really been targeting this guy to stay away from Trey. And I just really want people to know that Trey's really one of them dogs, too. Yeah. Michael might be the best guy on this defense, but I believe Trey's number two. You know, the way he can recognize these route patterns and just take away QB reads, I don't I don't see DBs doing it like that. Yeah, good, good, good point, man. Good point. He, they definitely don't want to target him too much. Uh, maybe maybe more experienced corners might try to, you know, hit him with a double move or something like that. He might try to scheme it up. But, again, 
I say do so at your own risk because this is one of the smartest cornerbacks in the league, and you you just got to try to catch him. That's just what is going right. to happen, yeah. Yes, sir. And, man, that's all I wanted, man. Look, give you more flowers. Great show. Great post-game show last night. <laughs> and I love everything you guys do, man. Keep up the great work, man. Appreciate you, BJ. That's BJ from UPS. What can Brown do for you? Uh, We got 1K? Shouts out to you, man. We got uh, almost a stack up in here. Salute to the Bomb Squad. <laughs> If you're new here and you like what you see on Victory Monday, hit that like button. Subscribe. Tell your cowboy friends and family this is the best place to come to in the mornings for Cowboys recaps. Or just period. Really, Cowboys, anything in the morning to get your Cowboy Day started. It's right here. Skywalker Show. A2G Sports Live. Let's keep it moving. Deshaun, what's good, man? Hey, what up, Scott? So, pretty much... I, I loved everything. And what one thing is, is uh, I know you probably didn't watch the um, the freaking Chargers game, but in overtime, guess what they did? They threw the ball three times consecutively, punt the ball to Tennessee. Tennessee went down there and scored a touchdown game. And everybody's looking like, what the hell happened? Kellen Moore happened. Mm. You, you did a bunch of you – did, you did a bunch of scoring, a bunch of offensive playing, but you didn't manage the game, and now they're mm. over Look, Deshaun, look, man, I, 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 he ain't my problem no more, you know? It, it, know, it, it, it's I like, know. it's like you know, when you round away and you had a little shorty little and you, your, man's is done, your man's is coming to you complaining, hey, hey, man, I, I, I told you she was crazy, you know what I'm saying? And you can go and do your thing, but I advise to not settle down. And um, look, it, it, it looked good, all the fancy numbers. But how many times do we talk about situational football with that man? I don't know. I didn't go watch it. Maybe I go check, take a look. Maybe that's something I keep track of. I don't know. All I care about is that how we look. And and if anybody is watching the way the Cowboys are operating this season in the first two games offensively, and they don't see a positive difference, you're blind or you're hating, or you're one of those ones that are waiting for the other shoe to drop so you can say, aha, see, see, when in reality, man, this is this is a completely different looking offense, and it's only elevating these players around them. Agree. Um, so my thing is, I love how like we stopped the defense. Let me stop the defense. We stopped their running game, and so we made them get out of their uncomfortable zone, which they wanted to do. They wanted to run the ball on us. They wanted to be able to like you know stop the stop our rushing from coming up. And what's the difference is you can't be able to just run the ball on us anytime you want to because now we're more disciplined and we have more of a leadership. It's impressive that Micah came through the gap. He stood up for his team down because he stopped, and then he realized that, you know, the ball, he left the ball out. So he just ripped the ball away, and then, of course, he got up to try to score. But it, that, that's impressive to be able to recognize what's going on and then just rip the ball away from that moment and still create a, made, made a play, still make a play. That's just, yeah. that's different. Yeah. And, and then I guess yeah. my final thing. Uh, now go ahead and close and close. Oh, oh yeah. My final thing was Osa. Osa, um, I, we've been waiting. I, and I knew you had this conversation about Osa. I always knew Osa was going to be like that little game breaker because if he, if he can make plays in the middle, it, it keeps quarterbacks from just being able to step up and just being able to make a throw or, 
get off in the run. And so, to me, the defense is different. Everything else is different. Shout out to you, Sky. Hey, go like, go subscribe. Shout out to Sky with, uh, Skywalker here. Appreciate you, Deshaun. Cowboys run defense. So, Brees Hall was pissed. Brees Hall was like, man, we lost because I only got the ball four times. I mean, four carries for Brees Hall, nine yards. Dalvin Cook, four carries, seven yards. Last week, he had, talking about Brees Hall, what, 10 carries? A buck 27? It was about wrapping up. It was about tackling. And they did that. Now, you could argue, well, Sky, they didn't, you know, run the ball a whole lot. You're right. You're right. And and, and this is this is the pressure that this total team puts on you. And what I mean is this defense literally puts pressure on you. This defense quite literally is going to pressure the quarterback. They're going to pressure the line of scrimmage. They're going to pressure your offensive coordinator on where the hell 11's lined up and how are they going to, you know, use their coverage on the back end and the two stout guys in the middle. Well, they play fantastic against the run in this game. Now, you could argue they should have ran it 25, 30, 40 times. Probably. Sure. And, and we'll get to a point where that happens. We're probably going to see it against, uh, I, don't, I don't know if Arizona's going to do it, but I, I know for sure the Niners will try to run a whole lot. Here's what I, here, and, and I'm not trying to jump to the Niners, but the Cowboys held the Niners run defense, or run, rush offense down. They, they shut that down, in my opinion, in the playoffs, and the Cowboys defense is better, but neither here nor there. That'll be the big test in regards to running. The Patriots will probably try to run on you a lot. That'll be another big test. But hey, man, what do you? All they can do is go out there and, and play. The Giants stopped running because they 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 got down a lot. The Jets stopped running, and this is the other part of the pressure because the Cowboys' offense puts pressure on your offense. So now you got the defense shutting you down, making you punt the ball, making you go three and out, taking the ball away shutting down your run game. And you also got the offense shutting down your run game because we're getting points. Some scary complimentary football, man. Some scary complimentary football. Rick, what's good, Rick? Yeah, what's going on, Scott? What's going on, Cowboy Nation? How everybody doing on Victory Monday? Fantastic. Uh, That's what's up, man. Uh, my my thing is too, man. Uh, the kicker is supposed to do his job, man. He did. I I I see what you mean. I'm 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 happy we got a nice kicker. He's been kicking under pressure a little bit. You know what I mean? Been kicking real good, especially in that that monsoon uh, last week uh, Sunday night. Much respect. But like my man was saying, that do the UPS truck thing. Trayvon Diggs deserves to be at that table. It's two weeks he ain't been at the table, and he's been impact player. For me, as far as I look at it, as far as Trayvon from last year and this year, he he's getting started early. Um, and you know, I know he's going to be at the table uh, yeah, one day. He'll have his uh, again. He 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 had he had the cookout. He just ain't at the table. That's all. He said, "I'm gonna let these young boys have it." I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Now, my my thing is uh, with the offense uh, and Dak. Um, it's only three passes I can say that I that uh well really two but a third one kind of concerned me a little bit and the, and the two pass the two passes was that I wanted him to have back is the one when he tried to shoot in the damn near triple coverage to uh Gallup and the one that he almost threw to Gardner when he double clutched it you know what I mean sure. uh 
those those are basically two passes I would like to have back with Dak. Even though I know this is almost like a a preseason game, even though it's, it's regular season games for him. Uh, and the one to, the one that scared me the most is the one. It was a it was a good pass, but I feel like man, I, I am so happy that this dude uh, landed the right way. Is that CD land pass when the dude went up under him? When he high pointed the ball and, and uh, Adams went up under him and got hurt. Sure. Because uh, I'm not gonna lie, that scared the hell out of me, man. But I know that's just what that just that Football. what comes with it. You know yeah. what I mean? It was Football. a dot. It was a dot. I I give you that. It was a dot. But I'm like, yo, bro, don't kill him, man. Don't get him killed. That that was my only. I just held my breath on that one. But I mean, getting that's him a killed. Part of the game. I get it. Get him killed would have been leading him. He would have got murdered. You know, if you if you throw it up that yeah. way, you get a chance to kind of protect yourself. I think it might have went a little bit higher. He might have won it, but trust and believe me. If he puts that, yeah. if he puts that out in front, that that safety is taking CD's head off. Yeah, I just say it's just a little weird. It, I ain't gonna say a little weird. It just scared the shit out of me, man. Because I'm like, I'm happy he landed the way that he landed. Sure, sure, uh, sure. What's your point though? It, the point, is, my point is like this, man. Uh, like like uh, Queen said earlier. Uh, the offense, the, uh, when we get down in this red zone, I would oh, like meant, to see. I meant with Dak. Uh, I, I didn't know if there was there was a. There was oh, fires with Dak. Yeah. yeah uh, fires with Dak, man. I, I know that he he's shaking off the rust. Uh, he's the shaking rust. off the rust or whatever. So I know we got. I know that. Um, Thirty-one for thirty-eight. A little bit. Of, okay. No, no. I'm saying he completed. He did his thing yesterday. Fires completions. I give him that. Ah, he, he did his thing. He wasn't perfect. But fire, you're, right, you're right. You're right. You're right. He did his thing. Um, my thing is, um, Dak Prescott, he looks, he looks more comfortable. That's what I'm loving about Dak. Mm -hmm. He looks so most comfortable. He look comfortable. He don't look all that, like, jittery like he used to look with Kellen Moore and them calling plays with Mike McCarthy for some reason. This dude is looking calmer. The game looks slower to him. And, and I'm loving that. I am loving that. Don't get me wrong. Uh... But the only other concern I have, and Dak did his thing, but the other concern I have is the red zone. Uh, I would like to see number 40 get the ball a little bit, see what he can do as uh, far as being that bigger guy down there, to see if he probably can push the pile in the end zone. Uh, that That's basically my only concern, man, as far as Concern our, our or you're just saying that, we look something good. to talk about coming out? Because I think that I think we got to choose our words carefully. Are are y'all really concerned about the red zone offense, or are we just kind of overreacting because this is, this is just what we're talking about in week two? Week one, you go three for four in the red zone. You start off week two, two for three. You you could have scored another one. They called it back. Tony Pollard scored on the red zone. Um, so are you like really concerned, or are you just saying, hey man, from this game we can be better here? We can do better. Yeah, because I'm not concerned. I'm just keep. If you if I you're concerned, you're concerned. That's fair. But I'm I'm just not concerned about the red zone offense. Um, not 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 yet. Just not yet. You, I need multiple games of two for six to be concerned. Okay, and plus, I can't all. I can't say I'm, I can't be all the way concerned because our starting left tackle, I mean, guard is not back. Yeah, context yet, matters. Either, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, so, but I have one more thing. I'm up out of here now. What's the deal uh, with um, Murray? Rolled up his ankle. Uh, Jay Slater said, though, he's good to go. He just no, no, there was no need to put him back out there, so they just were precautious with it. But sounds like he's fine. 
Yeah, I held my breath on that one too, bro. But uh, <laughs> other than that, Sky, man, great, great. It was a great win last couple of weeks, uh, great wins. I even had a San Francisco dude that me and this dude always go back and forth. He even said, yeah, man, y'all looking a little bit scary over there now. Like, now, if he's saying that and he hates the Cowboys, we doing something good. But that's all I had to say, Sky, and I'm up out of here, y'all. Victory Monday, let's go. Is it? All right, man, appreciate you. Uh yeah, I mean, man, I could go down every 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 quarterback, even in even in amazing performances, and be like, hey man, these two passes here or there, I just don't. That, that's why we take the whole look right, and we provide the context to it. This was a, just a unbelievably efficient game. That was one of my things too. We're talking to uh, Jesse Holly. My Cowboys win if Dak in the passing game is efficient. That's kind of I can I, I figured that we're going to throw the ball at a healthy amount. I didn't think it'd be 38 times, but again, probably at least 10 of those were kind of long handoffs. So if they remained efficient in that and didn't turn the ball over, they'd be fine. And and, and they were now the double clutch one. I bet you he's going to go back and look at that Reek and be like, Hey, can't do that. Especially in, in, in a route like that. I can't double clutch it and go there. That was one of those things where he glitched. Uh, didn't bite you in the butt, and and again, that's that's great, right? But collectively, I just don't really have much to to get at from the passing game. Um, we'll see what happens. I don't I don't see too many teams playing you that way. You're just not going to run into too many teams that are going to be able to play you that way and be able to do it well, right? In regards to playing that wide nine technique and allowing those linebackers to fly downhill. And those defensive line, which they again, it's not an easy defense to go up against, man. It just wasn't. And we might have scored 30 and ah, look at that. We scored 30 on the Jets defense. But when you really narrow it down, man, that was it's a tough matchup. That was a tough matchup. There was some, there was some throws where there was pressure in the face. There were some runs where there's just nowhere to go. You know, there, there was a lot of runs with nowhere to go. There were seven tackles for loss for the Jets defense. And probably all seven. Again, we'll we'll look at the tape. They just pretty much owned the line of scrimmage. There, there was nothing you could really do. Uh, you're getting tackled before you even get a chance to hit the line of scrimmage. And that's kudos to them. But also kudos to Mike McCarthy for saying, I don't care. You know, our offense, we we do this with a purpose. We're going to continue to run the ball. 44 carries now. To argue maybe, what, two of those was, was kneel downs. But 44, 40-ish carries in this game, 38 passes. You held the ball for 42 minutes. Thought it was a fantastic game plan, um, and I thought it was a fantastic, at, you know, adapting to the game within the game. My writing brother, good morning, good sir. Oh, good morning, and God bless you and your family and the show, like always, in your boy Vash. I just got a couple of things real quick. What I wanted to say, um, sure. Remember the other day when I told you that Dak, Dak wasn't going to be phased by that defense because he goes into the best right defense? No, no disrespect to, to when y'all say stuff like that. I don't remember. I, I, I talked to so many people, so when y'all say, remember when I, I – I don't. I, I don't. But if you said that, Mr. Ronnie, excellent call. But I don't remember, no. Okay, but I did say that, though. But Okay, but anyway, also, <laughs> I, I too, remember. I wanted to say that, that Mike McCartney called – a beautiful game. He controlled the game clock. We we actually held. Um, we actually ran eighty plays. 
people don't realize. You know, we actually went Eddie plays. We held the ball for 40 minutes. And it looked like, you remember when um, when the Cowboys, when Jimmy Johnson had them, we just, you know, we ran down the, we ran down the field. We kept, you know, we kept the clock running and let the defense do what they had to do. He, you know, he's doing great. People want us to score all the time. It's not about 50 and 60 points. As long as you win and you win solid and you win clean, like, because we won clean. Like, really, we didn't have too many penalties. We looked at really good yesterday. I mean, really, really no, good. I was proud with them. Stop saying it. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Yeah, but that's all I got off for today. God bless you and your boy watching his family and your family and keep up the good work. Appreciate you, man. Mr. Ronnie. No special K. I'm not playing along. <laughs> because that's now back to back. Remember when I no, I don't. Talk to way too many people to to remember that. That's not that's not against y'all. It's just it's normal. You know what I'm saying? But you said it, man. Los, what's up, Los? Yo, good morning, Sky. Can you hear me? Indeed, brother. Hey, I, great victory Monday. Just three quick pointers, and I'll make it quick because I know you got hella calls, and I know you're trying to get out of here. One, two, but three. Um, you got three left. First point. Point is, is Mike is just him, bro. Like, you, you have you seen that meme where that woman in that airline is like, that person right there is not real. Man, I I sent that meme to my homeboys, and they're laughing because man. Mike is just different. He he's just an animal. He's just he's just he he's just some a football player. Sky like you know you can tell football players he's a football player. You know I'll I mean I know I'm not a football player, but damn if I was in a football field I'll follow him anywhere, tackle anywhere. Second point is um yeah everyone's talking about the red zone and efficiency, but um I don't think it's a huge concern. Now I do think the efficiency could be better, like. For example, Sky, how how far are we? We were like two out of six, correct? Yeah, you started two for three, and then you went zero for three the remainder of the game. Correct. So, I mean, I think it it can improve, right? And that's that's saying that it could be both things. That could be the Jets D had some fight and they didn't want that scoreboard to be bigger than what it was, or it could be just that we missed some opportunities in which we did. And I say it's both. So, better efficiency can go a long way to games, but as long as we, as long as we're like half of it, three out of six, hell, four out of six will be perfect, but as long as we're doing better efficiency in the red zone, I don't think it should be a huge concern for no. how other people should, you know, think of it. Not not and after last, not after one game, not after really one half, if we're being honest, but yeah. Correct, and then last but not least, Sky, is um, I've been saying this to you for years, man, and you, you, you agree with me, and we, we harp on it. Coaching effing matters, man. And we, we've been talking this for years, Sky, and something you know I harp on is I hated that carrot top Jason Garrett, and I hated that pizza boy uh, Kelly Moore because that problem has never been that we never had talent. I'll say, I'll say the problem is always putting the formula together to get to that next level to, to where we want to be. And I'd say we are blessed in some of the players that have failed us, Dak, Diggs, Michael. I could keep going on and on. I'm just I'm just glad we're finally putting playmakers and playmaking opportunities to win games. Cause damn well I know I, I mean I'll, I'll see an example. But look how how look how we target CD. Like CD is our one our number one receiver and we made him that yesterday. If it was Kellen Moore or Jason Garrett, uh, we would probably oh let's give it Ferguson let's give it 
gallop here and there. No, we're going to give it to the number one. And you just, just got to love that guy. We're about winning now. And that's all I got to say, man. Peace. We're about winning. Mike McCarthy's one of his first speeches in the 2020 pandemic season was we're about winning. Now, he wasn't able to implement what he wanted to implement. But can you just imagine, again, we're early in the season, two games in. Can you just imagine if this was year, what are we in, four? Year four of the Mike McCarthy offense and not game two? Hey, it is what it is, man. Nacho, what's up, Nacho? My man, Will, situational football, right? We talk about situational football. To me, all last season... What was key for us in that playoff game was situational football. We yeah. are smarter. We're playing. I mean, I think it was almost. I mean, sure, I get it. All, all the naysayers about we could have. We left a lot of points on the board. This and that, but we're not seeing the big picture. The big picture is this offense is a different offense. It's only been two weeks, but it's situ- situational football. Smart. Not doing more than what we have to do. Playing within the game plan. Playing within your defense and special teams. I, but what I saw was a very efficient, for the most part, offense. How we move the ball, how we control the clock. If it's not there, don't force it. Take what, you, take what the defense is giving you. And to your point, and to many colleges' points, this was a lot of people thought this was their first little test coming up. This is a top five defense, very similar to maybe a Niner defense as we look ahead type of thing. Well, we passed the test. Um, I think moving forward, I think this team is just building confidence. And this offense and West Coast offense is only going to get better. And it's only going to get more efficient. The game is slowing down for Dak Prescott, and we're coming. Now, in the red zone, let me ask you this. In the red zone, mm-hmm. when we were there and we were trying to put the ball in, um, did we, did, do you feel that we missed a Zeke-like type of power running game inside, yes or no? Um, I have to go back and watch the tape. Cowboys ran two. I can't tell if we still good or not. Let me see. Let's just start up a new stream. Is this the same stream? <laughs>